Welcome to A Bit of Boo with Stacy and Rue, a peculiar podcast where we discuss all things paranormal, kooky, and unexplained. I'm Stacy Rourke. And I'm Rue Volley. Hi, Stacey. Hi, Rue. How are you? I'm having a good time on Bitaboo. I am too. <laughs> we um we are doing part two of our conjuring episodes right now. And yes. I think we've we've made people wait um quite a while. So how about if we just jump right into it? What do you think? Yes. Well, part two. Um, I really wanted to dig into Ed and Lorraine Warren. Okay, who may or may not be full of shit. Yeah, may or may not be full of shit. We don't know exactly, but I have dug into them a little bit, and I've got some information about them that I thought was kind of interesting, so I'm going to jump into that and share this stuff with you. All right, cool. Let's do it. Yeah. Okay, so Ed and Lorraine Warren, are they were, they're both past now, okay. uh, were American paranormal investigators and authors associated with famous hauntings. And I know in the last step, in the part one of this, we really dove into um, movies that were based on a lot of the paranormal investigations that they did. Yes, all the conjuring Yeah, and I'll be... Yeah, I'm going to talk about a little bit of those, but this episode is really more about Ed and Lorraine because I find them extremely odd and interesting. (laughs) So, um, Ed was a self-taught and self-professed demonologist, author, and lecturer. I love that he just made up that word and was like, this is what I am now. (laughs) I'm a demonologist. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. He totally, like, he totally wrote his own narrative. Yeah, he did. So... Yeah, and I really feel like Ed and Lorraine were both kind of pioneers in that mm-hmm. because it was so early on where they really got their side hustle going yeah. because they were both doing other things before they start. They got together and did this together. Well, so. if they wouldn't have done that, we wouldn't have Ghost Hunters or Ghost Encounters or all those shows that we have now. Exactly, because they, you know, not only were there a bunch of movies, which I will mention as we talk, you know, go through this, but there were a lot of movies that were based on the paranormal um, investigations that they did as a couple, but they really headed um, paranormal investigations before any of these television series started up. Yeah. So just like you were talking about, like, Ghost Hunters and, like, all those different paranormal shows, they wouldn't even exist if it wasn't for Ed and Lorraine because they really broke the mold on that. Like, and I kind of feel like all those other shows have kind of been chasing Mm -hmm. that ghost of what Ed and Lorraine created. Yeah. Like, their entire lives. I could see that. I could absolutely see that. mm Mm-hmm. But yeah, so he was a self-professed demonologist. (laughs) 
<laughs> and Lorraine was a clairvoyant and medium who worked closely with her husband. Mm-hmm. They became like the dream team when it came to paranormal investigators. So Ed was born on September 7th, 1926, and he died on August 23rd, 2006 at the age of 79. He was a Virgo like me. Yes. <laughs> And Lorraine was born January 31st, 1927, so she was a year um, younger than he was. Okay. And she died April 18th, 2019. She was 92 years old. Wow. When she passed. So, yeah, she lived quite a long time after after Ed. Yeah. What, 30-some yeah, years? Yeah, yeah. And that's that's kind of strange because I know a lot of times when you have couples that are that close, it's kind of like geese. Yes. When one dies, it's normally the other one dies within a year. Yeah. Like when they're that close. So really, you know, I'm not saying that Lorraine didn't love him, but, you know, she you was like, like oh, years after your husband dies. Like, I don't know if you were definitely soulmates. Oh, my gosh. Have you heard those TikToks where it was like, oh, Megan died. Oh, I liked her. That's how she was. She was like, oh, Ed died. That's a shame. Oh. I liked him. Oh, he's gone now. Oh, yeah. that's a shame. <laughs> Anywho. Wow. So bad. Aren't the flowers nice this year? It's yeah, sweater weather. I like that. It's sweater weather. We're putting our sweaters on. We're going to go out with the funky hat. <laughs> We're doing this. Okay, so Ed and Lorraine were married in 1945. Okay. And had one child by the name of Judy Warren, who was born in 1946. So she's an only child. She was born a year after they got together. In 1952, the Warrens founded the New England Society for Psychic Research, which they called the NESPR, <laughs> which isn't very catchy. I'm no. like, it's the NESPR? The NESPR. <laughs> The Nesper. You couldn't have found an um, acronym that actually spelled a word. Nesper. <laughs> um, which is the oldest ghost hunting group in New England. Okay. Which I thought was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, they authored many books together about their private investigations into various reports of paranormal activity. They claim to have investigated well over 10,000 cases during their career. Wow. Yeah. So it's a lot. Yeah. It's seriously a lot. So the Warrens were the first investigators in the Amityville haunting, Mm -hmm. which that place just freaks me out. Yeah. Like, the fact that it's really, like, shit really happened there, and then you turn around and, like, all that creepy shit. Like, the pictures that they pulled out of that place with, like, the little kid. Kids bother me. Ghost kids. Ghost kids are scary as all shit. Ghost kids are very scary because they're not children. Yeah. And that, that's the most fucked up thing about it. They're always demonic because they, demons, and you already know this, demons like to attack innocence. Yeah. They love innocence. They're attracted to it. Innocence, or weak people. Um, like weakness. Yeah. yeah. So it's always the mentally unstable, older, infirm you know like they have something wrong with them like physically children it's just fucked up yeah like that's it you know the but demons are assholes anyway i mean we already knew that um <laughs> fucking <laughs> asshole assholes. demons they're fucking assholes um so stories about ghost hauntings popularized by the warrens have been adapted as or have indirectly inspired dozens of films tv series 
docuseries, and several films in the Amityville Horror Series and the Conjuring Universe. Wow. Which is crazy. So they're like yes. the multiverse, the, the Marvel multiverse of paranormal shit. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, they're they're like the Avenger. Like, you know, it's like, yeah. it's like the Marvel shit. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so I was digging into them and I found 11 things you need to know okay. about Ed and Lorraine. It literally says on here, um, Stacy needs to know these 11 things. <laughs> Is there going to be a quiz? <laughs> that makes it sound like there's a quiz. <laughs> there will be a quiz later. <laughs> So make sure you're taking notes. Oh, fuck. <laughs> okay. So number one, Ed and Lorraine Warren's paranormal investigation served as the inspiration behind one of the most iconic horror movie franchises that have ever that's ever existed, which is the Conjuring series. Okay. The series began in 2013 with the release of The Conjuring, which earned more than $300 million at the box oh, office. shit. Yeah, we'll wow. just let that settle in. Because <laughs> you know that fucking movie didn't cost that much to make. No. But they made $300 million $300 in million. Doesn't that sound like a, non, a, a, a <laughs> non-real number? Like, it just seems uh-huh. fictional to have that much money. Like, I, yeah. Yeah. That's I don't not even... a thing. You can't have that many dollars. <laughs> right? It's a, like, I'd ask for that in dimes. <laughs> I want it in pennies, and I want it in a silo, and then I'm swimming (laughs) in it like Scrooge McDuck. (laughs) Ooh, Scrooge McDuck. Girl, you're just pulling that shit out. Saucy. Since then, uh, the series has expanded to include the films The Conjuring 2, Annabelle, Annabelle Annabelle. Creation, Mm -hmm. Annabelle Comes Home, because the bitch don't stay away, Uh, The Nun. The Curse of La Lorena, and more films that are in production now. Oh, see, the Annabelle scares the shit out of me. Like that, uh huh. Because that one's also based on real shit. Yeah, and it's mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. no, yeah. I don't, yeah. I don't like her. Anything with a doll, like I'm burning that motherfucker. <laughs> it's going down. Did I, oh my god, I don't know if I've ever told you this. When my kids immediate bonfire. <laughs> when my kids were younger, and I got them American Girl dolls, um. Yeah, my husband is creeped out by dolls, so of course mm. I had to fuck with him about this. So of course she did. I took one of the American <laughs> Girl dolls, and I took a little hair tie, and I attached like a snake knife to her hand, and had her hand up, and then I had like plastic wrap, Dexter style, <laughs> stretched across her legs like she was waiting for him. <laughs> I loved oh it. my god. <laughs> That is fantastic. In our closet, I in our that. bathroom. So when he went to get a towel, <laughs> the doll was right there. <laughs> no. I, I waited and he walked in there. A couple seconds later, he walks back out, looks at me. He's like, I fucking hate you. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. It was awesome. I loved it. That is fantastic. <laughs> You're a badass bitch. So, yeah. I would have done that, too. <laughs> well... I I would love to say that I really am a badass bitch, but I've got a story and it's really short. I went to Goodwill and it's never a good idea to buy a doll from Goodwill. Oh, no, 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 I'm just going to go ahead and put that out there right now. But I did (laughs) because she was the craziest looking little shit that I had ever seen. And I thought, okay, you know, like I'm going to be my own therapist. I'm going to buy this doll. (laughs) I'm going to take it home. 
and I'm going to work out all of my fucked up nightmarish shit with creepy looking dolls, right? That bitch stayed in my car for like three <laughs> weeks before I took her back and dropped her off. And she was the only thing I donated <laughs> to the guy that took it. I didn't even get out of the car, man. Like I unlocked my trunk and she's just sitting there. <laughs> and I'm like, he's like, is this it? I said, yes, it's just the doll. <laughs> so he's so going, I can't imagine. what the fuck is wrong with this doll? I can't, I cannot imagine what <laughs> stories went through that place when he was like, this bitch was just out there. She didn't even get out of the car. She unlocked the trunk. There's a doll just sitting in her trunk. And she's like, just take it. <laughs> take the doll. <laughs> I don't want it. Yeah, but he's like, yeah. I don't want it either. <laughs> I know. He's probably like, I don't know. I don't know if I want to bring it in. This he's place. getting kitchen yeah, tongs was... to get it out of Oh, Stacy. I know I still have a picture of I her. I need to but see her a face picture. Was, she was a porcelain doll. White as white can be. Dead eyes. Her lips were faded. Her hair was like blondish white and curls. Oh. And she had the oldest fucking dress on. I had ever seen with these little leather shoes and socks. I I really wanted to work through <laughs> some shit with that doll. No, she was going to suck Three the soul out of you. She was going to. That sat in my car and I could not bring myself to bring it into the house. I couldn't bring it no, into the house. No, she was going to eat your soul. You did the right thing. I was. Yeah, I was going to wake <laughs> up. She was going to be sitting on my chest. <laughs> With a knife and the plastic wrap. And I would have shit myself in the bed. <laughs> I think, yeah, I think you made a good call. You made a good oh call. Oh, my God. Never a good idea mm. to buy a doll from no, Goodwill. never. Don't do it. Especially the porcelain dolls. They're so fucked up. Yeah. I don't even know what's going on. Okay. So, number two. Both Ed and Lorraine's interests in the paranormal started early. Okay. As a boy... Ed grew up in a house uh, he believed was haunted. Lorraine began to notice her clairvoyant abilities at a young age as well. As a child, Ed Ed recalled uh, doors opening on their own (laughs) and strange lights starting to form in his house like orbs and shit. Um, Lorraine recalled her first experiences around nine. She remembered seeing auras around people but assumed this was normal because nobody had taught her about it. Okay. Yeah, number three. Ed Warren had a near-death experience while serving in the Navy during World War II. Ed entered the Navy on his 17th birthday. A few months later, the ship Ed was on collided with an oil tanker in the North Atlantic. A fire erupted, and all of the men on the ship had to jump overboard. Oh, my God, that's so scary. I know. Can you imagine? As Ed was in the icy water, he prayed for help and was soon rescued. After that experience, he returned home and asked Lorraine to marry him. Oh, Yeah. Which, you know, I mean, that's pretty normal. That's going to be it for my military career. That was scary as all hell. That, I'm leaving the military and I love this chick, so I don't want to lose her. And I I want a second chance at life, you know. She can hear dead people, so there is that, but we're going to work past that. (laughs) (laughs) Number four, Ed Warren was a fine arts painter. The couple used to, um, or used his painting skills as a way to gain entry into houses they wanted to investigate. <gasps> That's some sneaky shit. Mm-hmm. 
They would research houses they believed to be haunted. All right. Okay. Then drive to the house. After Ed painted the house, he would hand the painting to Lorraine, and she would knock on the door and offer the homeowners the painting as their ticket into the house. Okay. Hold on a second. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. (laughs) It takes a long time to paint a house. Uh Uh-huh. So either A, you took a picture of my house and took it home so you could paint it, which is creepy, or B, you're standing (laughs) outside in my fucking yard painting my house, which is just, and then you're going to come to my door and sell this to me? Yeah. Look, I painted your house. I didn't ask you you to do that. (laughs) Here's a painting. Listen, if I show up at your house, it's going to be two stick figures, (laughs) (laughs) and I'm going to be like, hey. I saw you in your yard. <laughs> I drew. This is you. <laughs> I drew this. I drew this right here of you two. This one is you. <laughs> this one is him. <laughs> I know you can't tell because they're stick figures. No. Yeah, fuck so, that. Um, uh-uh. No. I know, right? Mm-hmm. So once she struck up a conversation with the homeowner, they would learn more about the property and the hauntings. Um, this process was how their investigative career began. That's insane to me. And it, <laughs> can't. It takes some balls. Yeah. Like just to knock on somebody's door and be like, this is a picture of the house that I painted. It's your house and you're haunted. <laughs> is there anything I mean, you'd like to tell me about your house? Is there something you would like to tell me about the shadow that's in the upstairs <laughs> window that I painted? I painted this. in this picture. <laughs> I didn't take a picture. Oh wait! Oh, paints a little. I fucking painted it. Painted a little tiny ghost, like an actual ghost, in one of the windows. Look, it's haunted. Look, this room is haunted. Oh my god. Okay, number five. The Warrens tried to rule out all logical and physical explanations before agreeing to take a case. Okay, so that's that's commendable. They did not just take anyone's word when they said they were experiencing paranormal activity. Ed would go to the scene and use every avenue available to him to rule out all logical explanations before moving forward with the case. Okay. That makes sense. <clears throat> that makes sense. Yeah. You would have to. Yeah. Yeah. Is this so, curtain I mean, that's blowing redeemable. because this fan or... Yeah. You know. Like the fans on, like they dug into it and you know, they're in the movies and the Conjuring movies and they did give them credit for that. Like in the movies, they really did try to make as much sense out of things as they possibly could before they absolutely 100% were like, yeah, you're fucked. <laughs> you got a demon that needs to come out your ass. <laughs> yeah. That'll be $200. I'm going to go. <laughs> Right, right, right. I need that $200. Here is your painting with the ghost in the upstairs window. Your house it'll is be two, $200. It'll be $200 and 99 cents. <laughs> Gratuities are not included. I know. This is, yeah. Number six. The first case that garnered media attention occurred in their hometown of Bridgeport, Connecticut in 1974. More than 20 years after Ed and Lorraine began their work. Okay. Yeah. The Warrens family, the Warrens family uh, friend and psychic, Mary 
Pascarella, I hope I'm saying that right, contacted them and informed the Warrens of the paranormal activity local Bridgeport residents Jerry and Laura Gooden were experiencing. Once news got out about the poltergeist affecting the house on Lindley Street, crowds began to form outside the house. <laughs> That's just odd. Like, you're like, I had a ghost and everybody gathers. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Uh, this was... That's yeah, a this slow a... news day in town. <laughs> I know, right? We're going to go, okay, get the popcorn, get the Coke, the good Coke. The good Coke. The Coke with the Coke, the Coke in it. The Coke with the Coke in it. The Coke with the cocaine. <laughs> We're going to go going down to watch this. <laughs> Bring in our own chairs. Um, <laughs> this was the first case where the Warrens experienced such a large media presence as they tried to conduct their work. Okay. So... Basically, everybody collected because they knew who Ed and Lorraine were at that point because it had been tw- they had been doing it for 20 years. So that's the reason why everybody gathered because they're like, ooh, we want to watch these people work. It makes me think of um, Ghostbusters, the sequel to Ghostbusters when they go into New mm-hmm. York City. And, like there's yeah. a big whole crowd and then the Ghostbusters finally enter the scene and everyone's cheering. <laughs> oh, my God. Right? <laughs> I mean... I want one of those packs, though. Proton pack? Yeah, I want a proton pack. Every time we're walking our dogs and their leashes cross, you know, the dogs cross over and our leashes cross, we're always like, don't cross the streams! Don't cross the streams! (laughs) That's fantastic. Did Did you like the new one? The newest Ghostbuster movie? The one that Paul Rudd is in? Yes. Um, yes. The one that was uh, an all-female cast, I did not care for that one. But the, didn't like that the, one. the newest one that they just did that has mm-hmm. Paul Rudd in it, and it has a lot of the original actors in it, that one I love was that one. so well done. And the throwbacks. Yeah, because they had like the little Egon. Yes. Oh, she it. was so cute. Yes, I loved Adorable. that one. And I'm yeah. I, every bit of, a, of of it was great. And I'm looking forward to them doing another one. Me too. Yeah. I thought that movie was fantastic. Okay. Okay. We, I have to go off on a tangent for a second here for just a minute because we're yeah. talking about sequels yeah. and stuff and we are both authors. So I have to say yeah. this on our podcast because yeah. I'm so annoyed about it. Yeah. They're I think I know trying to say. make a Twilight TV series now. Mm-hmm. Are mm-hmm. you kidding me? Right. Why? Right. Why? The movies are not that old. The content is not changing. Right. What do you... I don't... I, I Hollywood, seriously. Seriously. <clears throat> there's, new, there's new ideas. I have all kinds of feelings. <laughs> <laughs> I know. And they're valid. <laughs> um, I am very discouraged by Hollywood. Yeah. Very discouraged. Because I have... And you know this. We've known each other for a long time. I have been published for almost, the, I think it's 16, 17 years now. Mm-hmm. I've been in the publishing world. I have written over 90 books in my career. They're not all full-length novels. I mean, yeah. I have novellas. I was in anthologies. I've done shorts, you know. But it's still 90 different stories that I've put out. And the fact that... And and I'm not dogging her because I am, I'm just going to say this out front. I am a Twilight fan. Yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. I, I, I loved 
what happened with that whole franchise. I yes. know, you know, people have their complaints and they're allowed to that. They're allowed to have that. Everybody has their opinion. My opinion is, is I fucking loved it. Yeah. Okay. It, it had a lot to offer me and I felt like it was, a, it, it opened a lot of doors yes. for people in my genre. Mm-hmm. You know, just like E.L. James opened a bunch of doors for people in that genre. Mm-hmm. There, there are authors that come along in these different genres that really bust it wide open yes, for us. Yes, I agree. And I felt like Twilight did that. Yep. And it was huge. It was a fucking phenomenon. I don't know if it's ever going to happen that big again, but I thought it was amazing. There were a lot of people that, you know, mothers, daughters, oh, yeah. sons, they were all I, reading that shit together. I read Nobody every had... book and loved it. Yeah. 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 So here's my problem. They've already had multiple movies with that. Yes. Like, billions have been made. Billions are still going to be made off of that franchise forever. People have ripped it off a million different ways, different times. You know, like, there have been parodies, all kinds of shit. Extra books, all that stuff. Why the fuck do they need a television series? Exactly. Exactly. You know, I... Are they going to do, like, a Vampire Diaries (laughs) thing where now we're going to go to Forks and we're going to do, like, weekly installments? I, don't... I have no idea. I, I heard that it's supposed to be a dig into the Collins family or whatever. But here here's another problem that I have. I cannot, after as big as it was, I can't imagine anybody else in those roles. Exactly. Exactly. So if I see anybody else as Edward or Jacob or Bella or whatever, like, I'm going to be like, bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like. It's never going to, it's never going to feel right mm-hmm. because I have it in my head. Yeah. You know, they gave it to me. I, d- I didn't have any, any, it, I wasn't one of those people that looked at the cast and went, oh, this is bullshit. Like these people shouldn't be them. Yeah. I gave it full, I gave them full, you know, they had a full ride with me. I was like, fine, fucking do it. You know, like I'm going to go, I'm going to accept these people as who they are. And I enjoyed it for what it is. Yeah. You know, like. Didn't judge it, except for that fucking CGI creepy ass baby. <laughs> that was the only time I was like, "What the fuck? Kill it with but, fire!" <laughs> and, right? I'm like, you know. But again, baby. Um, <laughs> but yeah, other than that, I was like, "This was awesome." You know, it was just an experience. Everybody has one, and that that was one of the experiences because it was a huge franchise. Yes. It affected everybody in different ways, but for them to come out now and say TV series, I, I have ninety books. You've got tons of books, over forty. I there is exactly there is so many great stories out there that deserve a chance that could easily go to film. Yes, you know, and 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 they just keep rehashing the shit, regurgitating the same shit. I'm just gonna do this again. Like just stop over and over. I'm done of I'm done with reboots, redos. Did you see that the Winchester thing is just like completely tanking? Yeah, because like, it's not supernatural. No, it it's wasn't not supernatural. the Winchester name that was the draw. It was right. Sam and Dean. If you don't have exactly. them, you don't have a show. That's just exactly. And here's the thing: if you don't have Bella and Edward and Jacob, you don't have a fucking show. Yeah, you don't have Twilight. Right. It's That's not the just, same thing. It was the, you know, it was a, a, a love triangle. Yeah. Okay. That, that was the big, that was at the core of that entire series was the love triangle. And from it grew tons of other love triangle books. I mean, we have tons of series out that did it, but 
I still give them credit for it. They weren't ripping that off, but it it did, you know, basically spawn that it's whole genre. That, yeah, that know. trope became. Yeah, that trope became huge, and you know, it also re- she she revamped vampires again. Yes. You know, the last person that actually did that on that scale was Anne Rice, mm-hmm. and I. They're two different authors, two different stories, two different feels. So I don't want any hate. No, 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 no. on that. It's- but Stephanie Meyer revamped vampires in a high school setting. She was the first one that actually did it successfully. Yeah. Okay. At like, that level. Made them. Yeah. Did that at that level. It doesn't mean that other people haven't written it. Yeah. There I was have, vampire you know, I have 13 Ways to Midnight yeah. and it's it's got vampires in school. It's not the same thing at all. But I still get called out on it, so I just, I write it, you know, like, I will actually, I'll reference Twilight in my books when I know people are going to come at me (laughs) about things. I'm like, whatever. They're watching Twilight in one of the fucking scenes in that movie. (laughs) It's like, I mean, because I know that people are going to come at you sometimes, but. Yeah. Yeah, I totally agree. Hollywood has, um lost its spark and and you know we talked about ghostbusters yes ghostbusters it Mm -hmm. was the original movies were out what 30 years ago so yes doing a callback to that and i loved it but Mm -hmm. now all of a sudden like i saw that they're wanting to do a live action moana starring the same people that did the animated version that there's going to be the rock and why that movie is not even 10 years old what the hell are you doing Right. It's, I, I, I'm not quite sure. I wish I knew. I, I, you know, I feel like there are gatekeepers that completely keep us at an arm's length. Yeah. You know, and it's really discouraging. Yeah. And it makes me angry. Yeah. It makes me angry. Um, another thing that makes me angry is when people take books and, and they think they know better and they rip them up and create new stories out of it. I fucking hate that. It's like one of my biggest pet peeves because you're basically telling that author that their story was shit and that they're not good enough. Yeah. It really makes me mad. Do you think they can tell the story I don't appreciate it. And I know a lot of stories that that has happened to. And you hear it from the readers. Yeah. Because they love what they read. And then you go and, you know, and people will be like, oh, my God, the movie was shit because it wasn't anything like the book. Like, it wasn't what I love about it. Yeah. You know? Yep. (laughs) So, anyway. Yeah. That shit really pisses me off. I, um. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, and here's the thing that really sucks. I'll fucking watch it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I will watch. I'll watch this, you know, I'll see what they did with it, but it, where's the dad? He's hot as hell. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Where is he? Let's do a story about uh, him. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, our couple here, they're, uh, they're marching in yeah. with a crowd yeah. because they're the original Ghostbusters. Right. Who don't actually right. bust the ghost. They just walk in and go, you got a ghost. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, number seven, okay. Ed and Lorraine were both devout Roman Catholics, and Ed was eventually recognized as the only Catholic expert on demonology. <laughs> he made it up! <laughs> he 
made it up, and then the Catholic Church said, you know, you're the only one that can really do this shit because you made it up. Okay, so from this point on, um, I am going to declare myself the first ever um, penguin psychologist. Uh, I am an expert (laughs) on the mental illnesses that um, only penguins suffer from. And mm-hmm. I will be the expert on this particular craft. Stacy. Yes. We have decided that you're the only official <laughs> penguin therapist in the world. Thank you. Thank you. It, this means a lot to me. It has been my dream for um, about 10 seconds. <laughs> oh, my God. I was trying to keep it together, but... I was, oh my God. Okay, so (laughs) their their devout faith included an inherent belief in the supernatural and a world beyond. Okay. Uh, The Warrens worked closely with the Catholic Church during multiple exorcisms, so they did go to them. They just didn't perform the exorcism. Okay. And their faith played an important part in their investigations. So they, yeah. I I have a lot of feelings about religion. I know. <laughs> so I know. I'm not really going to go into them right now, but yeah. Anyway, number eight. <laughs> I have feelings. Number eight. I have so many feelings. Um, Ed and Lorraine gained popularity in the mainstream media and even appeared on popular television shows, including the Merv Griffin Show, the Tom Snyder Show, A Haunting, and Scariest Places on Earth. As their notoriety grew, the Warrens expanded their audiences through media appearances, speaking engagements, and college lecture tours, all in an attempt to prove that the devil was real. Oh, God. The Warrens... Oh, God. Sorry. (laughs) Oh, God. Oh, God. For fuck's sake. The Warrens... I know, for fuck's sake. Come on. The Warrens continued to make television appearances through their career, and and Lorraine even had a cameo in The the Conjuring. Okay. She was in one of the movies, so not going to tell you which one since you haven't watched it yet, so you're going to have to. I've got to figure out. Voodoo. Okay. Bundle pack. Voodoo bundle. (laughs) I got it. Voodoo bundle. Um, number nine, while the Warrens gained popularity, they also gained critics. In an effort to prove her abilities were not faked, Lorraine underwent scientific testing by paraphysiologists at UCLA. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah, the team of scientists that examined Lorraine was led by Dr. Thelma Moss. After extensive studies, they determined Lorraine was a light trance medium. <laughs> What is okay? What does that mean? I don't. I don't fucking. I don't know. Uh, light, I, but they gave her that title. Medium. So like light she, trance. She kind of goes into a trance. When that's the- what I'm. I mean, that's what it sounds like, right? Okay. Like she kind of goes into a trance, and she's like, and that's when she could like make contact. Okay, maybe that's why or she see shit. Why she doesn't just like see him and talk to him is she has to put herself in a trance first. I think so. Okay. Let's but go it's with a that. light trance. A light trance. It's not a heavy trance. It's a light one. <laughs> okay, so number ten, the Warrens encountered a succubus. Okay. During the paranormal investigation of Jack and Janet Smurl. 
While investigating the Smurl family, Ed determined the entity that was haunting them was a succubus, a specific name given to a demon that primarily attacks males. <laughs> okay. Other notable investigations include the Perrin family, which I talked about in our first episode, on our one, the first part of this, their house in Harrisville, Rhode Island, and Annabelle, a demonically possessed Raggedy Ann doll gifted to a nursing student. The Perrin family's story served as the inspiration for The Conjuring, and the story of the doll, Annabelle, became the trilogy within The Conjuring universe. Okay. Oh, they're all the same universe. I didn't know that. Yeah, it's all the same universe. Okay, to backpedal a little bit bit here, how did he know it was a succubus? I'm not quite sure. It didn't say. Was this this ghost trying to, like, get up on him? And he was like, that demon! (laughs) This bitch is freaky. (laughs) She is twisting my nipples. <laughs> I keep feeling a tongue in my ear. Ooh, she is licking places she should not be. <laughs> I think I think this is a succubus, but I need about 15 more minutes of whatever she's doing right now for me to decide for sure. I'm going to need some privacy. And do you have any lube that is not water-based? <laughs> All right, so number 11, when the Warrens' efforts to remove the succubus from the Smurls' house failed, they received reinforcements from our future Pope, Benedict. Okay. The Pope is sending in the Pope squad. Uh At the time of the Smurl haunting, Pope Benedict was known as Cardinal Ratzinger. Which is a horrible name. Right. The Warrens contacted the Catholic Church and described the hauntings happening at the Smurl household. Cardinal Ratzinger assigned an exorcist from the Catholic Church who went to the house and performed a ritual of exorcism, the ritual Romano. The ritual what? You cut out for a minute. Romano. Romano. Yeah, that's what they called it, was the ritual Romano. Okay. I know. Okay, so Ed Lorraine... We're devout Catholics. Okay. I already mentioned that. And they believed that demonic forces were likely to possess those who lacked the Catholic faith. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Which kind of bid, like, okay. So at work, I've been listening to court TV. Okay. (laughs) As one does. (laughs) I'm I'm addicted to it. Yeah. And the Lori um, and Chad Daybell trials are going on right now do you know anything about them is that the doomsday lady yes Yes. it's the doomsday mom from idaho Mm -hmm. super sad fucking oh my god she's the worst that girl is batshit yeah all right think she's a goddess had a portal in her house i have serious issues with people that are religious fanatics yeah (laughs) yeah and it doesn't matter what religious you are religion you are i don't care what religion fanatical about it like that if you're fanatical i'm gonna consider you mentally ill yeah yeah i think it's a mental illness and if you are listeners if you have not if you don't know about Lori and chad or you googled it and you're kind of interested they do have a um a great Netflix docuseries. Mm-hmm. It's a three-parter on Netflix right now about this entire thing. I'm absolutely positive there'll be a huge documentary when the trials are done. Oh, yeah. And we get to the heart of everything. 
And I keep listening because I'm hoping that she'll take the stand because I want her to tell these people what the fuck yeah. happened. Yeah. Or at least to, to say it. To say the shit that makes her sound so fucking batshit so that you realize yeah. that this woman is completely unhinged. Yeah. Yeah. But I see, I also don't want that to happen because I don't want her to be able to have like any insanity plea. Uh-uh. Mm-mm. No, I want I want her and Chad to both get the death penalty. Yeah. I don't say that very often, oh. but I really think that they're both just pieces of shit and they need to be shoved back in the vagina because it, it didn't work out. <laughs> The Earth's vagina. Like they came out bad. They need to be shoved back in. You know, and the thing that's crazy about Chad is he's a fucking author. His books are still up on Amazon. Oh, gross. Yeah, they're still up and they're all about, like, you know, Jesus and, and Heaven's Gate and all this shit. Um, and it just, it infuriates me. Yeah. And he became a publisher. That's how they met. Like, she she was on this crazy-ass podcast. These with these other religious fanatics and then um, went to a conference that he was speaking at about his crazy ass books and his weird ass beliefs because they're part of the Latter Day Saints. Okay. But he had it to give the Mormons some credit. He wasn't doing the actual he wasn't practicing the actual Mormon religion. He was making up his own shit. And that's the thing is a lot of these people when they're fanatical like that, it's not the whatever religion they claim to be Mm-mm. they no the, in the the comic strip calvin and Hobbes, calvin has what's called kelvin ball where he just changes the rules as he goes along so that he's winning and that's what these mm-hmm. fanatics do is they they yeah. twist it and they morph it into what serves them and that's that's fucking scary yeah it is i'm I, i'm angry at them yeah i'm really angry at them for what they did and i'm not going to talk about it because if our listeners don't know about the story i don't want to like dig into it because that's not what this program is about but i really suggest that people watch that yeah. netflix three i doc, think i did three three I episodes a series. lot of those things i think i did i i know the, the case because i've listened to podcasts mm-hmm. about it i think i watched mm-hmm. the documentary too yeah it's crazy they're awful yeah. awful people okay so back to ed and lorraine yeah <laughs> Um, they're both buried at the Stepney Cemetery in Monroe, Connecticut, okay. which is where they lived. In addition to investigations, Lorraine ran the Warrens Occult Museum, which is now closed. Okay. It was in the back of their house. <laughs> okay. In, in Monroe, Connecticut, um, with the help of her son-in-law, Tony Sparrow. The museum displayed many claimed haunted objects and artifacts from around the world, Many of the artifacts were from their most famous cases. So they collected haunted artifacts and kept them in their house. Well, (laughs) from what I understand, they had them locked up in that room, like in cases, so that no more bad shit could happen. Okay. So, and of course, people would pay to come and see them. So the museum is now owned by Judy Warren. Their daughter. Their one, their their only daughter, and Tony Sparrow, who helped Lorraine, like, run it when she was alive. Okay. Um, in 2017, Judith Penny claimed she had a 40-year-long sexual relationship with Ed. Oh. Start, that started in 1963 when she was 15 years old. Oh, no! Yeah. 
with Lorraine's approval. And that was the first house. They, she was one of the kids at the farmhouse, right? No, no. Judith Penny was just somebody that oh. um, I'm going to tell you who she was. It's, it's fucking crazy. Lorraine, she claims that Lorraine approved it. Oh, fuck. And she moved into their house with them when she was 15 years old. Oh, for fuck's sake. And according to Judith, Ed drove her school bus before he became a demonologist. And that's where she met him. (gasps) Fuck that. No. No, 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 no. Oh, but he's such a religious man. Well, and here's the crazy thing, though. Judas' claims surfaced when a legal battle began over the profits of the Conjuring movies. Okay. Because I guess there was a legal battle that popped up. And according to Judith, she often slept with Ed, who was abusive to Lorraine. Okay. And she became pregnant, and Ed and Lorraine wanted her to tell everyone that someone had raped her. Okay. And that's how she got pregnant. But she refused to do that, and she went and she got an abortion. Okay. So there's no baby from that. Judith says her relationship ended three years before he died in 2006 so she was with him up until he was in his 70s oh my gosh because he was so what 76 when he died yeah something like that yeah yeah so he'd been 73 Ugh. ed was still getting it <laughs> like what okay so lorraine warren says she had no knowledge of the alleged conduct so she doesn't she said that you know, it's true that Judith lived with them. She moved in with them when she was 15. But Lorraine says that she doesn't know anything about the rest of that shit. Okay, but why would you let this random 15-year-old move in with you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What, ha- did she not have yeah. a good home life? Because if she didn't have a good home life and, you know, now she's going into this situation... Right. Uh, it kind of, I mean, and I know you love Elvis. Yeah. So I don't no, mean no, no, this no. in a bad His way. His relationship with Priscilla was fucked up. But it kind of reminds yeah. me of that, of when the parents were like, well, you're famous. Yeah. And so it happened over lot. and talk um, to our daughter. Jerry Lee Lewis and his 13-year-old cousin. Like, that shit happened all the time because they're like, yeah. this is a rich, wealthy man that can take care of you. So here you go. Right. Right. And that, I don't know. I haven't dug deep into that. I just know that it's an allegation. Yeah. And I was like, ew. (laughs) Yeah. No, that's gross. Yeah. Well, and I did look on Amazon and there are eight audiobooks listed right now that are called True Case Files of Ed and Lorraine Warren. So you can look those up and it's actually, it's actually filled with like a bunch of their cases and like you know, the investigations that they did and, like, the outcomes of them. Yeah. But, yeah, those eight audiobooks are on Amazon now. Because I looked, I'm I'm sure that there's still books and stuff by Ed and Lorraine. Yeah. But the audiobooks were, like, the biggest thing that popped up. It's probably because audiobooks are so... They're the thing right now. Popular now. Yeah. yeah, it was, like, the thing that popped up. But, yeah, so that's what I had on Ed and Lorraine Warren. Well, this has been very interesting. This is yeah. very interesting. I I mm-hmm. I have some feelings about Ed and Lorraine. <laughs> I do too. I have a lot of thoughts and feelings and I don't I don't want to I mean the man can't defend himself. Yeah. Neither of them can. And yeah, and I mean 
and she said, hey, you know, this didn't happen. I don't know if it happened or not. Yeah. It's gross. Yeah. If it did. Yeah. Um, And there's no excuse for it. I'm sorry, but you shouldn't be sleeping with children. Yeah. Plain and simple. <laughs> um, uh, but anyway. Yeah. Yeah. The whole thing with them, there's just, there's so many, like, kind of ick things. Like, I don't know. It's just weird with them. Like, I believe that they wholeheartedly went in to help people, but I know that it grew. Yeah. I don't know if, if in the very beginning they had, like, you know, pure intentions and then it maybe, like, morphed into something yes. that was bigger than either one of them. Yeah. And they kind of... Then it became about you the know, money. You know, it just got so big. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, some of the shows they know. went on were, like, variety shows. That's not going on and helping yeah. anybody. That's yeah. feeding into the spectacle of it all to line your pockets. And I, th- I, I think it's kind of weird, you know, that you're painting people's houses and then knocking on their door <laughs> so and, and showing them a painting of their house and saying, listen, I heard you were haunted <laughs> or I think there's some shit going on in your house. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, I'm like, this that's is your just house. A weird way. Do you like your house? Is there anything weird yeah. about your house? And I'd be like, yes, right now there's a creepy that... ass dude on my front porch yeah. that painted my house. And you painted and you're giving me a painting <laughs> of my house. This is fucking bizarre. But yeah, you definitely need to watch the Conjuring movies. Yes. Um, Annabelle is freaky as hell. The Nun is freaky as hell. It's like a jump scare. Yeah. That one is. Like, you just kind of get like, oh, you know. <laughs> um, But yeah. But The Conjuring is just unsettling. Yeah. Like, The Conjuring is really unsettling. I... Those movies kind of unsettled me, like The Haunting of Hill House. Oh, I Unsettled loved me it. the first time I watched yeah, it. That was the one I was talking um, about before. It was The Haunting of Hill House, not Blythe Manor. Yeah. Blythe Manor. Do you have that me. book? Do you have the original book? No, I don't. It is less than an inch. Really? It is the smallest book I have ever seen. And I'm like, holy shit. Like, and people to this day are like, that's the scariest book I've ever read. And I'm like, what the fuck did this bitch do? Like, <laughs> like in that that little amount of time, book, like, it, what kind of shit were you saying in that book? But yeah, I found that interesting. I have it. Um, I bought it with like the original cover because oh. you know I'm a print whore. Yeah. But yeah, so I have it, but it's a really small book. I had and no it, idea. Yeah, another book that's very small that was actually a novella was Shawshank. Shawshank um, Redemption. Yeah. Oh. By Stephen King. Mm-hmm. I think it was called something else, but that book is very small. But that's surprising because it's not King long normally. at all. Yeah. It was like a short, I think it was like a, a really short, short novella. Yeah. Well, Dead Zone wasn't that long. I mean, it was a good sized book, but it wasn't like it. It was basically Yeah, two but you're right. Books. I mean, normally his books are like yeah. three inches wide. Yeah. <laughs> and like Good. 10 years deep yeah it took me a full year to read it because i had to keep stopping because i was scared <laughs> really yeah. i so was 12 scared you and you i was 12 oh <laughs> shit well yeah so how do you um I, first of all i want to i want i, I want to preface this by saying that i love stephen king i think he's amazing but i can't read his books like his his books glitch my brain out i fucking hate the way he writes <laughs> 
And I mean that in the nicest way. It's just not my jam. Yeah. Like, you know. And I, but the stories are amazing. And I've watched every movie. And I would never, ever, I would go to bat for him yeah. any day of the week because he is an incredible storyteller. But I just do not like the way he writes. Oh, man. I started reading <laughs> him when I was 12. And I think that really, that really tells you everything you need to know about me is that 12 years old, I was like, oh, shit. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's creepy as hell. Yeah. It's amazing. But I think, I think what it is is I feel like he's constantly, doing the lead in on a sentence yeah you know what i mean I see like kind of talking like yoda <laughs> i could kind of see that yeah and i that's kind One of why that it glitches I my love brain that he does is he a lot of times in his books he'll have a character that has like a very definitive flaw about them like a way that they mm-hmm. talk or their you know yeah. their stutter or like a mutation or something that um mm-hmm. it when you're reading those scenes, it just, it it's jarring to your brain because it's, you know, this one little thing of truth that just keeps seeping in and like putting you kind of off kilter a little bit with those well, moments. Well, maybe, maybe that's what I mean by it. Like it glitches my brain because he's constantly bothering me with every sentence that he writes. <laughs> like, and I mean that in the nicest way. I yeah. guess I shouldn't say I hate the way he writes. I hate the way he puts me on edge. That's it exactly. You're you can't every single ever sentence like I read can't and just be relaxed. You're constantly No, there's on no edge. relaxing. Yeah. And that's what I mean by it. So you really nailed that yeah. because I don't mean to say he's a shit writer because no, obviously he's, he's not. He's an amazing writer. He's one of the best that's ever been. And but that's what I'm talking about. It glitches my brain because I don't like the way he makes me feel. Yeah, you're like constantly, every single sentence yeah. from sentence one. I'm like, uh, uh-uh. so it's gonna go down. It's gonna go down. Something's no, happening. I'm yeah. leaving. I'm out. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. I mean, honestly, I think what it and and I'm the same way, kind of the same way with Tolkien. It's just too much. Yeah, there's too much explanation. I totally love him. I love Lord of the Rings. I will go to. I like. I will go to the mat for that. That storytelling any time of the day but i am not the girl that wants to read four <laughs> chapters on how the room looks yes i don't i, I am don't. not going to no. do that the description puts me to sleep and i cannot get back into the story yeah. because i can't even remember who the hell i was <laughs> and i am the same <laughs> right and i mean i write the same way too like i i don't write that way i i don't know i um focus more on character development yeah. and dialogue and i do put description in there but i never go overboard because i trust my reader's imagination yeah and that's you know, you know give them enough that they can paint the picture and then let them yeah. let them put the pieces together yeah because i want them to experience the story and not get lost and i feel like you know there are tons of people that can read tolkien and never get lost and they love all that extra detail yeah. And they love, you know, the the big worlds and and the 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 amazing descriptions that he does of all the worlds that he created and the languages and all of that. It's just I don't want to take a final yeah <laughs> on a book. I want to sit down and read a book, completely get engrossed in the book and have it easy i want an easy read yes. i know that might sound lazy to some people but no, i'm sure there are your, readers out there that will understand it that's your that's your brand of writing that's your yeah brand i just of, want an yeah. easy read i, I want to dig into it i don't want to pull out my dictionary yeah. 
I don't want to. I don't want to learn a new word. <laughs> I don't want there to be a quiz. Yeah, I get it. I just want to read it and enjoy it. So I gotcha. I yeah. gotcha. So, but yeah. But anyway, that was Ed and Lorraine Lauren or Warren. Sorry, <laughs> how long day? Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> I've been up since like three a.m. Well, we. I think we can wrap it up now, and you can go to bed. Yeah, Let's well, do that. I might <laughs> either do that or write. <laughs> but yeah, no. I have to go do, um, uh, I got to go do my notes for a Mimesis episode that I'm recording with Sandy tomorrow. That is going Exciting. to be, it's going to be on Cocaine Bear, the real story behind Cocaine Bear. Yes! And I'm fucking oh, yes. pumped. So I'm going to go. Oh. <laughs> I wish we could watch Cocaine Bear. For some reason... Our pug, Renji Takaumi, Kaiju from the Deep, <laughs> has decided that it, no animals in the world are allowed to exist but him. Oh. So every time any animal comes on the TV, he lunges <laughs> off of the couch with his 33 pounds of pug and has to bark at the television until they are gone. Aww. Cocaine bear would be a fucking nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> well, so, literally and in your household. <laughs> yes. And I want to see it so badly. You need to. There's it's, no way it's he's fucking hilarious. If you ever I'm are sure like away for, for a night or something that, you know, yeah. he's not around, I highly recommend mm-hmm. watching it because it's hysterical. Very well done. Oh, I'm sure it's, it's campy well done. and it's really cheesy, it. but it's so funny. I mean, I love Sharknado. Yes, exactly. This This is what I'm talking about. I'm ready. I'm ready. (laughs) But yeah, no, I love talking to you again. I know. We're back at it. Yes, we are. And we're going to have lots more good shows coming. Of course, I'm not going to tell you what my next one will be on because we like to surprise each other. But next time, it'll be my turn to take the helm on this one and talk about something spooky. All right. Yes. Okay. All right. Well, thank you for joining us today. We love you guys. And please comment and please share the link. And review us. Give us reviews wherever you are listening. And tune in for more. Yes. And guess what? Keep it spooky. Keep it spooky.